0: You are listening to Teaching Kindergarten with Della Larson, a podcast that will help you create a joyful kindergarten in a digital world with advice and tips from Della, a teacher with over 34 years of classroom experience and wisdom. It's like having an experienced mentor down the hall. Here's your host, Della Larson. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. Today, I am talking all about phonemic awareness. Now, for most of us, our kids have not had a traditional preschool experience last year, and so they weren't exposed to the songs and the chants and the rich literature that they would have had in preschool. And so their exposure to rich language may have been affected by the pandemic. So it's all the more important for us this year to really focus on those beginning phonemic awareness skills so that we can ensure that they reach their full potential. So what exactly is phonemic awareness? Phonemic awareness is the ability to focus on and manipulate individual phonemes or sounds. And this is critical for learning how to read. We need to hear the sounds and be able to manipulate those sounds in order to really then use those sounds to help us find meaning in writing. And one of the first areas of phonemic awareness is rhyming. And it's critical that we spend some time on rhyming and make sure our students really truly understand what rhyming is so that they can have success as they move through their reading career. So, when we rhyme, we are really drawing their attention to the sound. We really, you cannot rhyme without thinking about sounds. And I want you to think about it like, when you want to buy a new car, right? Let's say you want to buy a Jeep. Suddenly, everywhere, there's Jeeps on the road. You start seeing those Jeeps everywhere. Well, that's what it's like with kids. When we start to draw their attention to rhymes, they start to see rhymes all over the place. They may have just glossed over it before, just like you may have passed a thousand Jeeps and never noticed, when we start to draw their attention to it, they start to see it. And an ability to rhyme is a great predictor of later reading success. It also helps our kids kind of develop that ear for spoken language. We're highlighting those sounds and they start to hear the subtle differences between words, also so important as they become readers. So, To be honest, there's actually six types of rhymes. You think of rhyme as cat and fat and they rhyme, check, they've got it. But actually rhyming is a little bit more complex and there's six levels of them. So let's go through the different types of rhymes and how we can assess those. So number one, it's basically just hearing and repeating rhymes back. Now, you can do this in the classroom with chants and nursery rhymes and reading books that rhyme. Basically, the kids hear a rhyme and they say it back to you. So you can do this as a filler in your classroom. Cat, fat, say it back. Cat, fat, Just giving them the opportunity to start to hear those words, that rhyme, will help them begin to develop that ear, that all-important ear for rhyming. Number two is recognizing rhymes in word pairs. So basically kids hear two words and then they decide if it rhymes or not. Does bug and tree rhyme? Yes or no? This is a great filler for those moments when you have five minutes before lunch, or you're waiting for the bus, or any of those moments when you find yourself, it, there's not enough time to actually do an activity, but you there's too much time for them to sit quietly. So this is a great little activity for you to do. You can just say, you know, bug tree, thumbs up if it rhymes, th- thumbs down if it doesn't. And you can just give them a variety of words. Cat, fat, Yes tug man no and you have the kids just give you that quick thumbs up thumbs down super easy to fill it in and that gives them the ability to recognize the rhyme in rhyme in word pairs the third type is recognizing rhymes in a series of words now this one is a little bit more complex and it i always think of it as requiring a little bit of mental gymnastics right So you give them three words, let's say, and they have to listen to those words and decide which of the three words, which two rhyme, which one doesn't belong. So you can say hat, tub, sat, which two rhyme? And they have to almost, you can almost see them putting the the cards on their mental pocket chart where they put them next to each other that do rhyme and then they take out the one that doesn't rhyme. If you try this in your class, you're going to see that it definitely takes a little bit more effort. You have to have a higher level skill in rhyming than just simply saying "cat" and Matt rhyme. Give them three words and have them find the two that rhyme and throw the other one in the trash. The Fourth type of rhyme is recognizing which word rhymes with another word. So this is something that I think we're all really um, comfortable doing. We have a picture of a tub, and then we give the kids a bug and a van, and they have to decide which two of those words rhyme with the first word. This is something that I see all the time in classrooms, and it's something that I think we think of When we think of teaching rhyming or assessing rhyming, by giving them one word and then two other words, and they have to decide which word rhymes with. This one is um, very common, and I'm sure that you do it in your classroom, but it's another level of rhyming. The fifth way that we assess rhymes is with Rhymes, the R-I-M-E-S, that onset rhyme, the chunk at the end of the word. This is where you think about maybe word families. If I give you the word family, "ug," can you tell me which word belongs in that family, bug or hat? It's really using that chunk at the end to help them identify the rhyme. So this onset rhyme in the word bug, the bu is the onset and the ug is the rhyme and you put them together and you get bug. Being able to separate out the rhyme from a small CVC word is going to be so helpful when they move on to start reading, when they can identify those chunks at the end of the word, those word families at the end of the word it makes learning to read much, much easier. So that's another way to assess their ability to rhyme, being able to put words into families. The sixth way that we can assess rhyming ability is with nonsense words. Now this one's a little bit silly. So I usually do this in my classroom with poems and chants. So one of the chants that I do with my kids, you might do it with your kids as well, is a little silly song, Will it be, Wallaby Wee, an elephant sat on me, Will it be, Wallaby Woo, an elephant sat on you, Will it be, Wallaby Wella. An elephant sat on, and they have to be able to fill in the word. So it would be Della. And you can go around your class doing that and they have to hear Wade-in and figure out that's actually Jaden. And it's an easy way to use those nonsense words that wait in and figure out that's not a real word. What word could that be? They look around at all their friends and they realize, oh, that's Jaden. It's a much higher level than just Cat and Hat. And it's a fun one as well. And I like to do this with categories to give them some frame of reference. So you can give them a category and then make up crazy nonsense words to fill in that category and they have to figure out the word. It's easy to do this with something like a zoo, zoo animals, because um, there's such a wide range of animals. So you could say, we saw a myrtle. A myrtle, we saw a turtle. So you can use those words within a category to come up with a nonsense word and then they determine what the real word is. This is a great way to really increase those rhyming skills. So let's just kind of wrap this up. Our kids are going to need to build that phonemic awareness skill, especially those kids who did not receive preschool. So if you have kids in front of you who did not go to preschool, you're going to really have to flood them throughout the day with phonemic awareness activities. And the very first beginning of phonemic awareness is rhyming. So don't skip this step. Don't skip this step. You're going to find yourself in February saying, why can't they read? They're lost. It's because they don't have that strong foundation that you can be building right now. And building rhyming is really easy. Like I said, you use these little techniques during fillers with stories, with songs, with nursery rhymes, with really funny books, and you can start to build it up. It's again, think about that Jeep on the highway. The more you introduce it to them, the more you heighten their awareness of it, they'll start to see rhymes in more places. Let's repeat those six types of rhymes. Number one, just hear and repeat. So you're going to say to them, bug, tug, they're going to repeat it back. That's one level. Number two, that they recognize it. They recognize the rhyme in two words. So does cat and hat rhyme? Yes or no. Bug and van, do they rhyme? Yes or no. And just do that little thumbs up, thumbs down. So easy to do, practice this in your classroom. The, the third type is to recognize the rhyme in a series of words. I always think that this is the hardest one, the highest level one, because they really do need to do that mental gymnastics. You're going to give them three words, bug, van, tug, and they have to pick out the two words that rhyme. I always find that I can really quickly assess my kids' ability to rhyme when I give them this type of activity. The fourth type is basically what we probably all think about. Here's a bug. Give me a word that rhymes with bug. Is it tug or is it cat? This is something that we're all super familiar with, and this is another um, way to assess their ability to rhyme. The fifth way is using that rhyme, the the rhyme and the onset rhyme, the R I M E S. That is really the word families, focusing their attention on that chunk. And there's so many CVC words to pick from. There's the at family, the it family, the et family. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And being able to give the kids a family and then deciding which words fit into that family, using that chunk at the end of the word to help them identify which words rhyme. And then the last type of rhyming is rhyming with nonsense words. Taking that nonsense word and shifting it around and creating a rhyme that makes it a a real word. So I always feel the best way to do this is with their names. So you can really come up with that Willoughby Wallaby poem. You can come up with your own chant. Um, I feel that uh, sometimes I would just sit and say, okay, I want Memily to stand up. And they would have to be like, Memily, that must be Emily. And so you can just do silly games while you're waiting for those transitions. Those nonsense words, really important to give them those nonsense words that will then translate into real words once they find the rhyme. So... I just want you to really focus on making sure that you are giving your kids multiple experiences across the day and across the week to build that ever-important phonemic awareness. This is so crucial, and so many of us skip over this because we're thinking, okay, I've got to get them to a level D by the end of the year, so we got to start reading, reading, reading. It's going to fall apart if you don't give them that foundation. So when you're taking reading groups at the beginning of the year, this is the kind of activity that you can do in your reading groups. They may not actually be reading the blue cat, but they will be working on their reading. And you can really build some nice activities around rhyming in your um, reading group. And you don't even need paper, pencil, anything. You can, it's all spoken because phonemic awareness is all about the sounds. So it really needs to the kids really need to be able to hear the sounds. So bring up your reading groups at the beginning of the year and just have a fun verbal game with them during your reading groups. And you can do it quickly and then get them back. So you can start practicing having reading groups without it being too long. So in the show notes today, I have a um, a link to a phonemic awareness checklist. So if you need to do some progress monitoring um, in their books, there's a checklist that has the different types of rhymes. You can check it off. Um, And it kind of breaks down with different activities that you can use for each of those rhymes. I also have a link to my favorite list of rhyming books, silly rhyming books. And if you use boom cards, I have a rhyming intervention boom bundle that I'll put the link in the show show notes to as well. So thanks so much for listening. I hope that you have a great start to your year. And remember, think about that Jeep. If you heighten their awareness to rhymes, they're going to start to see it. I guarantee now tomorrow you'll be driving on the highway and you'll start seeing Jeeps. But um, good luck and have a great day.